lostonline.com and I want to welcome you to a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast. Now before we get started, I have a quick favor to ask and that favor is if you love this podcast, if this podcast has brought new information and new inspiration into your world, if anything that I have shared on this podcast with you has helped make your life better and easier as a tap teacher, as a tap dancer, I kindly ask that you share the love, that you help me spread the love with a five-star rating and a review, okay? Your five-star rating and review will help the algorithm, because we all know we're in an algorithm world right now, it'll help the algorithm know that this is something awesome and positive to recommend to other tap dancers and other tap teachers just like you. So if you could take a moment to go ahead and share your five-star rating and review, I would be super appreciative. All right, today's episode is an episode of Tap Teacher Questions Answered. So I'm going to answer your questions, your questions directly. These questions were shared in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group, which can be found by going to itaponlinecommunity.com. That link will redirect you there, or you could just type in ITAP Online Community in the Facebook app, and it'll take you there. So here we go. The first question comes from Beth. And Beth asks, how do you establish a rapport with a student that you've never met in person, especially when they show up a couple minutes late to a virtual class and I've already started working with the kids in studio? We are offering in-person or virtual options to all our students. This is an awesome question, Beth. And you know what's fascinating is I did a parent Q&A on Zoom a number of weeks back for new families at my studio, Grooves Unlimited in Livingston, New Jersey. And I had a parent point blank ask me this. They said, my child is new. This is their first year dancing with you. How are you going to make sure that she is engaged and that she feels a part of the class, a part of the dance family? And also interesting is I had just come off a team retreat with my team where we brainstormed in depth about the importance of building a sense of community with Zoomers who are participating in our hybrid dance program. So first things first, I would go ahead and get them to show up on time by explaining to the parent how important that time at the start of class is. This is when you take attendance. This is when you ask the kids a question, like when I call your name, I want you to share with us your favorite subject in school or one weird fact about yourself, right? Whatever that conversation starter is, the purpose of that question is to get the kids talking and relating to each other. It's opening up that bonding opportunity and that sense of community. And showing up late, it kind of gets in the way of that, right? The kid is losing out on this opportunity to connect with you and to connect with other children in the class. And the thing is, showing up late can easily be solved by telling the parent that they need to be on time and why? A lot of parents don't realize how important that time at the beginning of class is. So I would do that first. I would go ahead and have your studio contact that parent, explain to them that they really need to come on time because their child is missing out. 
All right. And then that'll make them a little bit more aware about how important it is to be timely to class. Now, next, you can also invite those Zoomer families into the studio for a private tour of the studio. They will feel more comfortable, most likely, coming into the studio knowing that they are alone, okay? A lot of the fear that people have with going into the studio right now is being around a lot of other people and not being sure who those people have been around. But if they know that they are alone and that this is a private tour, they're more likely to come in and it'll give you a chance to connect with the student directly before zooming with them. Now this is something that we did at my studio and it has proven to be awesome and very helpful in making that connection. But overall, I really recommend a lot of engaging questions and giving dancers the chance to unmute and answer the question or even a one at a time demonstration. You know, in my hybrid class that I taught today, we did a warm up and then I had everyone go one at a time to share which part of the warm up was most challenging for them and the Zoomers would unmute and they would share too. And so everyone had a chance to connect and share because someone say would say, you know, the the cramp roll part of the warm up that was really hard for me. And they'd say, me too. Oh, ooh, me too. Right. So we have to give them that chance to go ahead and make those connections. And I find that open ended questions like that, it really increases the engagement level and the depth of engagement, but it also gives them a chance to connect with you and to connect with the other dancers in the class. So awesome question, Beth, and really timely and important because in the US, we are at the start of our new fall season of dance and retention is key. We need to keep the kids in class that are currently signed up for class. And the fact that you're recognizing that the importance of this building rapport with students is at the top of your list. I love it. That is awesome. Super great teacher intuition, Beth. All right, this next question comes from Rona. And Rona says, how do I not get exhausted teaching over Zoom? I have found that each class took more energy than an in-person class. Rona, this is so real. Awesome question. Zoom tap classes are a whole different energy. You have to be on, quote on, at all times. We're in the studio. You have the chance to take small breaks here and there when you go to change your music at the stereo, or you give your students a couple minutes to practice, work it out on their own. Maybe you're having a bite to eat, you're sipping your coffee, you run to the bathroom, right? You don't get to do that on Zoom. It's not the same. So Zoom classes definitely take more energy than an in-person class. And I found that when I accepted the reality of that, when I faced it head on, and I'm like, you know what? This is going to take more energy and more focus. That it actually became less exhausting, right? I know that sounds a little bit silly, but acknowledging that it's different and that it takes more effort allows you to prepare accordingly. You got to make sure that you're in the right headspace to kick off your Zoom classes. I teach three weekly tap classes on Zoom for ITAP Online members, and I am loving it. And the reality is, it is physically and mentally 
one of those things that takes more effort and energy than an in-studio class. But I'm enjoying the challenge and I set it up so that I'm not spending too much time on the computer before or after those classes. I have found that that makes a huge difference. I also make sure that I've eaten a good meal before those classes and that I've got my water on hand and that my tech setup is ready to go well before class starts so that I can really enjoy the experience. Now, one thing that has worked great for the kids' classes, and this is something that we did back in the spring, we used breakout rooms in Zoom, and the kids would go into these breakout rooms, so they would have a partner, maybe a group of three, and they would review their choreography together, and they would practice together. And that was great, because they were still 100% engaged in class, but they weren't engaged directly with their teacher. They were engaged with each other. So turning on the breakout rooms feature on Zoom could help give you the breather that you are looking for. Next question is, has anyone tried Google Meet instead of Zoom? If so, what did you think? Now, all of these platforms are very similar, you guys, and whatever issues you have with one, you're going to have with another, or maybe what will happen is you'll solve one problem, but then you're trading it for another. Now, I have looked into and considered other platforms, but at the end of the day, I chose to stick with Zoom specifically because everyone knows how to Zoom right now. So it's best to stick with what people know rather than teaching them how to use a new platform, all right? That can be considered a barrier to entry. Now we're making it more difficult for people to be involved and that means they're less likely to continue with their dance classes. Now you know what's interesting is when I kicked off the ITAP Online Tap Teacher Training Program over a year ago, we were using Zoom and it was hard for everyone to get adjusted in the beginning. Every graduating class, those first couple weeks of this 99 day ITAP Online Tap teacher training program were tricky. Teaching everyone how to use and get comfortable with Zoom, it was hard. And look at everybody now, they are totally good to go with it. My mom even knows how to use Zoom all on her own. She knows how to install the updates, the whole shebang, all right? So it is just best to stick with the tech platform that everyone is most comfortable with and also recognize that for any switch that you make for one problem that you solve, you are most likely going to be trading it for another. All right, next question that I have here is from James and that is, any tips for finding teaching jobs? I've cold emailed a few studios, but is there a better way to go about it? Awesome question, James, and very timely, again, as we are here in the fall season of dance classes here in the US. And also really important because a lot of dance studios are really, really struggling to hire teachers right now. I know that we would think at a first glance, and actually this is a worldwide issue in my mastermind group that I'm a part of. I know dance studio owners in Australia, in Europe, in America, and this is proving to be a worldwide issue. People are struggling to find quality teachers right now. 
and interested teachers. It's very difficult. You would think that the job market is huge and that it would be very easy. I remember in the spring, everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be so easy to find new teachers. That's going to be one of the silver linings of COVID. We'll be able to get awesome new teachers. Everybody's going to be needing a job. And the reality is it's actually turning out to be really, really difficult to find quality team members and teachers at this time. So here's the thing. James mentioned that he has cold emailed a few studios. So I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I mean, that's what this is about. I'm only super honest with you. And the reality is at my studio, we ignore every single one of those emails that gets sent to my studio. I get them all the time. There isn't a single week that we don't get an email to the studio. It's a cold email saying, hey, I would love to come and teach. I could do a workshop. I could do a themed workshop. I could do a Zoom class. I could be a guest artist. I could teach weekly classes. You know, I can come into the studio. I'm also good at admin work if you need that, right? I get these emails. It's actually pretty funny because I get these emails where they tell me that they're a ballet dancer and I'm like, man, clearly you did not read our website website because we only do hip hop and tap. All right. So the truth of the matter is we ignore every single one of those emails that comes into my studio inbox. Now, some studios may rely on those cold emails to find teachers, but I don't think that's the best way to find the best teacher for your dance program. And from my understanding, at least with my friends that I talk to, most studio owners, they delete them from their inbox. Now, here's the thing. Every day, I have dance studios messaging and emailing me saying that they are looking for tap teachers. The jobs are out there, but you're not going to find them the same way that you find day jobs. Most teaching gigs are found by word of mouth, Facebook groups, or postings on sites like Indeed or danceteacherfinder.com, etc. So you can find some teaching jobs on Indeed, maybe on Craigslist now still, but really it's a word of mouth situation and it's a social media situation. So my top recommendation would be to go to the Facebook groups, search dance teacher, dance studio, search your state name. So I'm in New Jersey. So I would search dance teacher, New Jersey, dance teacher, NJ, NJ dance teacher, NJ dance teachers, New Jersey dance teachers, New Jersey choreographers, right? hundred different ways that you can write dance teacher and your state. Dance Studios, New Jersey, NJ Dance Studio. Find your state name, search USA, find different ways to search the word dance, dance teacher, dance studio, and you will find that dance studio owners and teachers are living in those specific Facebook groups. And that is where studio owners post jobs. And it's also where teachers say, hey, I'm over here if you need me. Now, another thing is subbing is also a great way to move into a teaching position. You're going to want to let the fellow teachers in your life know that you're looking to teach now and that you're available to sub. This way, they will have you in mind as a recommendation next time someone asks them if they know anyone available to teach on Wednesday nights, for example. Now, another thing is in a typical season, in a non-COVID-19 season, 
September would be often a pretty challenging time to find a job, right? All the jobs for dance studios are usually scooped up at this time, all right? So most dance studios start finding their teachers in, I mean, as early as, I know for me, I start looking as early as March, but for most dance studios, they're looking like June, July, August, if they haven't sorted things out by then, but typically by September, the jobs have all been scooped up. But here's the secret, my friends. Start looking again in November, because that is when teachers either quit jobs because it's not a good fit for them, or when dance studio owners fire teachers that they feel are not a good fit for them. So there's often a lot of availability that resurfaces in November, and you'll often see that Subbing is the way to get into those gigs, all right? When teachers start calling out too much, dance studio owners start looking for new teachers that are going to be a bit more consistent. They're going to be showing up on a weekly basis, not subbing out as much because they're not auditioning because they didn't just book a Norwegian cruise line gig, right? So they will start looking for subs for the teacher that has called out and then eventually when that studio decides that it's time to transition out that teacher they will most likely hire the sub all right so that is a really great way to find your foot into a new dance studio as a new teacher all right you guys that is it for today's tap teacher questions answered I love these questions. They are awesome. Go ahead and keep sharing your questions in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group. To all my ITAP Online members, you know you have direct access to me. You can email me your questions. You can share them with me during our next Zoom class. Don't forget, teaching three weekly Zoom classes live on Zoom for all my ITAP Online family members. And if you're not able to make those classes, you have access to the HD and high quality replays. And not only do you have access to the replays, you have access to all the replays. They are in the member center. They don't just disappear after a week. They're there. They're yours to go ahead and look back on as an ITOP Online family member. And also, don't forget my ITOP Online members that you can bring all of your questions to our twice a month ITAP chats. My favorite time of the month. I love these chats. We sip tea, we talk tap dance, and we get deep with it. These questions that you guys bring, they are so good, all right? So I will see all my ITAP Online members super soon. We will be shuffling together in a matter of days, all right? I'm wishing you guys all the best in this crazy season of dance. And again, you can always reach me in the ITAP Online community Facebook group by going to itaponline. Oh, sorry, itaponlinecommunity.com. That will redirect you to the Facebook group. But if you head on over to itaponline.com, you can gain access to my 10 free tap dance resources or you can join the itap online family and have direct access to me through live zoom classes class pay playbacks on demand courses live itap chats you name it all right my friends i will catch you very soon wishing you all the best and looking forward to sharing shuffles together very very soon <laughs> Hey 
you're there, don't forget to head on over to itaponline.com to gain access to my 10 free tap dance resources. This includes my breakdown of the Shim Sham Shimmy and BS course, progressive warm-up exercises, my Rhythm Tree for Tap Dancers poster that you can print and hang in the studio, and my Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course that goes along with it. I've got Spotify playlists for tap teachers and so much more. So head on over to itaponline.com and check it out. These resources have been downloaded by over 150,000 tap teachers and tap dancers around the world. They are free and they are completely yours, but... You should know that my best content is available to ITAP Online members. ITAP Online members have access to live weekly Zoom classes and HD quality playbacks of those classes. They also have access to my on-demand courses, including Time Step Tuesday challenges, improvisation and technique exercises, historical choreography, and more. And we do twice a month live chats face-to-face on Zoom. We come together and we talk all things tap dance. ITAP Online members have direct access to me to ask all their tap dance questions. I am here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so that you can be the best tap teacher that you can be. So head on over to itaponline.com to check it all out, and hopefully we can share shuffles together very soon.